Maybe I'm just nostalgic Or maybe it's truly magical I'm Brooke. And I'm Andrew. And this is a Disney podcast. And this is part two episode from our debate series, mini series, basically two episodes. So if you did not listen to part one of the debate episodes, get your asses off of this one. Go back and listen to the first one and then come back to this one. But if you did listen to the first one, awesome. We're back. Let's finish. Let's keep it going. We're back from recess. I've had some water. I thought Matt was supposed to introduce it when you're back. Had the dogs gone out? They're good, too. Okay. We're back. All right. Welcome back from the recess that we took last week. Uh, The newest debate topic that is on the table is another one where I don't recall who suggested it, so I apologize to them in advance. But the question is, death in children's movies. (laughs) Brooke, you are of the belief that we need to see... More death in children's films. Andrew, you are grossly against this discussion. Okay, I'm just going to quick say, Brooke, the conversation we had earlier about personalities, like, I'm so mad that you get this one because you're lucky. Okay. The floor is now yours. Thank you. Death in children's movies. It seems like an obvious thing that, you know, we wouldn't want to expose our children to something so dark something so heavy and so we do a lot a lot of things to protect them from the the realities of the world but that's just it death is a reality and our children are going to have to face the harsh truths of the world at some point i believe that exposing them at a young age induces childhood trauma that builds character and develops well-rounded personalities that can then grow up to prosper, and give back to society. As a child of the 90s, I grew up with classic Disney films such as Bambi, Lion King, Cinderella. Sorry, my dog's crying in my ear. He is watching someone die right now. And I learned at a young age that bad things happen to good people sometimes, and people you love will eventually pass on. What this did to me is scar me for life and turned me into a cold-hearted, emotionless Grinch, so to speak. And that has allowed me to prosper in several avenues. Let's, one of them is business. I, don't, I can take my emotions right out of things because I don't have them to begin with. I am, I have a dark sense of humor, which I think is great. Lots of people enjoy that. I am also able to see pain in others because I have once felt what they are feeling just through watching death movies. I've other been, otherwise been pretty privileged in my life. I think the sooner kids learn the realities of the world, the more... Um, adapted they become and the more capable they are of facing these realities and continuing on in life. 
I absolutely don't think we should sugarcoat anything. I think that breeds entitled, bratty, unrealistic adults, which we have enough of at, at this point in time. I think uh, our parental pr- protection has gone too far at a lot of times. And I think kind of letting kids be exposed to how things go in the natural world is very, you know, underappreciated. Also, kids should just know that people die. You know, that's it. All right, Andrew, the floor is now yours. I yield my time. Andrew, your time is running. I was writing another note. Uh So I'd like to back up a little from your statement and ask you, based on your... Is this something I can answer? Are you looking for an answer? How does Disney leverage death in films to foster a positive outcome and lessons learned in children? It is good that Disney shows death in films because it teaches kids to be stronger and blah, 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 blah. What specifically are they doing with a death scene or death situation in a film? And how are they illustrating that so that when a child looks at that, there's a positive outcome and not an, well, it's not a detriment. It's absolutely a teachable moment. When Mufasa dies in the Lion King, spoiler alert, that happens. Um, <laughs> Could you we'd imagine like, if like somebody listens to this? Yeah. You're like, oh my God, what? I haven't seen yeah. it yet. We'd like the record to show that Lion King does not come out for another three months. You have, in fact, spoiled the movie. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, shit. It People is, might not have seen the first one. Yeah. It's very traumatic, but it is a teachable moment for a child. Lots of children. You know, I was very young when that movie came out, and I wasn't very familiar with the concept of death. So this was a teachable moment for my parents to tell me what happens to everyone at some point at their existence here on Earth. I got to watch a character go through that, overcome the pain, and still come out on top. That teaches children that, yes, you are going to face very hard times in your life, like the death of a loved one, but you, life still goes on. And you have to be strong enough to continue forward. I yield my time. So, as you said, it gives parents an opportunity to have a good lesson with the child and explain these situations and learn from it. What about the kids who don't have parents? What about the kids who don't have a parent who is going to take the time to explain that and a child's just going to watch that and be left to their own devices to absorb that however they are? Disney needs to be very mindful and careful about what they're putting in these films and cannot expect that a parent is going to have that follow-up conversation with a child after a child is exposed to the content of the movies. For example... You had also mentioned about uh, parental protection has gone too far and like, you know, kind of hiding these things from kids and things like that. But think of all the video games where there's death and shootings and violence and what that's fostering created in our nation. Think of how many kids have gone to school and seen a classmate get shot or seen somebody get injured and the violence that comes with that. So while there is an opportunity to have a positive outcome and lesson, I think that there is far more risk and negative side effects that can come with that, given uh, what we've seen in the last few years in society. 
okay, let's take the scenario that a child watches a movie where there is some kind of death and the parents are not very involved or active in the child's life, so they don't have an opportunity to explain. I'm sorry, you did not acknowledge the um, mention of the shootings in schools. Oh, I'm, I'm are you to. saying that you to. don't care about the children in schools? No. Um, I told you I'm heartless. Why would I care about children in schools? Ah, okay. Yeah, I just does, wanted to yeah, clarify that for the record. On the record. Just yes. wanted to clarify it, it that. Does. <clears throat> Good. It does. Good. I'm still trustworthy. Yes. I'm not lying here. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> so, yes, let's take the kids that watched the films, saw the death, didn't have their parents. You stop. <laughs> explain what death is to them but they saw it they finished the film they they see how it progressed they see the eventual outcome let's then take that child in that situation and another child that never saw anything about death ever let's put them in a classroom so to speak together god forbid there is a a mass shooting because it is tragic for the nation when that happens both these kids are exposed to violence and death in that moment. Which kid do you think is going to be better equipped to process that emotional trauma? I'll wait. Whichever child has a supportive parent to go home to. A child that has never been exposed to the realities of the world, such as death, is going to be absolutely shocked at the notion as compared to a child who has been exposed to it granted the child that wasn't exposed may have a better support system let's just say that for instance let's all right you know what to be fair let's say they both have let's say it's the two it's twins of the same parents and only Mm -hmm. one has seen the film Mm -hmm. but they're the same they're identical twins okay same but only one has been exposed yes. to death. Yes, like two rats, and we gave one cheese and one not cheese. Ooh, I which farts first? Cheese. Um, that still holds up to my argument. Two kids from the same exact background, with the exception that one has been exposed to the reality that death is real. This is the thing that happens, but life goes on. You can persevere, and one that just thinks everything's hunky dory and nothing bad is ever going to happen. I think I think the kid over here, which is my right hand, that's the hunky dory kid, is gonna have a much harder time processing what just happened or any tragic accident that might befall them in their lifetime. Not to mention, tragedy, as horrible as it is, builds character. We need people to see things broken to want to fix it. Ah, uh, but you said that given the death in those films has made you cold, hard, and emotionless inside. So how yes. is a child to ex- be exposed to something so violent and be able to come out on top in the end and work through that and grow through that and find the positivity and find a good outcome if they've already been exposed to something that's left them jaded and heartless and cold so I that they're just I was numb. jaded. Don't you dare put descriptors on me. It was implied. Let's, the record let's be shows honest. she did not use the word jaded. Did not. Do you have the transcript? Yes. Where? Please bring article A. Did not say jaded. V2429. We can replay the tape. Dash 47.2. Jaded was never said. Jaded Line never 8, said. paragraph 4, word 3. Jaded. 
Incorrect. That was quoted by you. <laughs> At least I know where we're at in this script. <laughs> Anywho. I feel like considering everything, I am well adjusted. I am a productive member of society. I help animals in need. You help animals in need. Let me let me make it personal for you, Brooke. Don't you, you have don't you dare imagine don't you dare. Would you play an animated film of a dog getting killed in front of your children? Yes, I would. I show them the SPCA commercials all the time because I want them to be That's grateful for what dog, they not have. Death. I want them to see the realities of the world yeah. that not every dog lives yeah. like they do. Some dogs you know what? suffer. Then how Some about you put on the puppy stomping video die. and play it for them and tell me the outcome that you have from that. Because what video? I'll tell you it's not going to be good. What video? Uh, the record says he said the puppy stomping video. <laughs> He's so cute looking. Um, now that I've said that, um, nobody watch that video. It is disturbing. Yeah, and I don't know why will... anyone would hit play on that. Because you don't know what it is. I mean, it's called the puppy stomping <laughs> video. It seems pretty descriptive. What do you think's going to happen? I imagine a puppy's going to get stomped. That's not what happens. Oh, no. Exactly. Well, now don't watch it. Inclined to see it. No. I said less. Good. Well, at this time, yes. I'd like to open up the floor for closing statements. Uh, you just <sighs> spoke, Andrew, so that's going to go over to what? Brooke. That's fine. I like to have the final word. Closing arguments? Yeah. As my final thought, I would just like to reiterate that death in children's movies, while it may seem harsh, teaches children a lot about what they will witness at some point in their life, perhaps fairly early on, unfortunately. I also believe that these sorts of traumas are character building and can encourage a sense of humor and resilience in young childlike minds. I am all for realistic animated films being shown to our children. Including ones with death. I yield my time. Closing statements from you, Andrew. I would like to first thank you for giving me the opportunity to have this platform and advocate for the notion of removing death from from Disney films. And I would like to thank my opponent, Brooke and colleague for um, giving me a fun and, uh, Professional debate. That being said, um, I do believe that everything that Brooke has shared with you all throughout her statements today, and including the final statement, is absolute ridiculousness. And if we really want to get to a point in this world, in this country, and allow our youth to be able to grow up and live happy, prosperous lives, We can do a lot more rather than exposing them to death and negative situations in movies and fostering positivity and creativity and love and kindness in those films. And by doing so, I think we can do more with love and kindness than with death and sadness. And even if there's an opportunity for a child to gain something that will help them long term by watching that film early on, 
I believe that there's far too much risk in what can happen at that early stage where things really cling and stick to them, depending at what stage of development they're in, that could be far more damaging to them long-term um, than would be positive. All right, taking in both of your closing statements, um, I have to say, Andrew, there was a point that you brought up that you said, what about the kids who don't have parents? Which means that perhaps those kids might benefit from having something to let them know that these things do happen and that they're not alone in their sadness. And while I'm disappointed in Brooke for not bringing that up as a retort, I must award this to Brooke for her. Please keep your personal emotions out of it. Um, that's something that you would have learned from death in movies as a child. Being able to remove your emotions from things. Thank you. <laughs> I love that even when I award her the victory, I still get sass. <laughs> Which also proves that I'm the true victor because Matt is evidence that you can watch Disney films and not be cold and numb. Yes. Are you still say, disturbed? I didn't say you had to be cold and numb. I did not say that. I did not say that was a guarantee. didn't say it was a requirement. You listed it as a beneficial outcome <laughs> to your own personal life by being exposed to Disney films. Exactly. <laughs> to my own that is personal on the record. life. My Callete. personal life. All right. Well, that was the... Well, no, we're now on the list. <laughs> Sorry, I was wrapping it up. Congratulations to Brooke. The score is now two Brooke, one Andrew. This is there can only be one of me, so that this, makes sense. This is Ch- Brooke's chance to win it all or to tie with Andrew. And this one, I do remember who sent it. Uh, this was sent by a, fa- a friend of the show, Lauren Longbottom, who is uh, expecting her second child. So, congratulations to her. Why do you have to put her personal information on blast like that? That's rude. The topic is, recently at Disney World, a woman was given $15,000 in damages after she was hit by a scooter at the park (laughs) (laughs) and needs surgery. Additionally, she's demanding that Disney needs designated scooter lanes in their park, as well as driving courses that you must take before you can rent out a scooter. Brooke, you have you are of the belief that this is an outrageous request. Andrew, you think that this is beyond reasonable. So let me just ask for clarification before we get into this. The woman who was hit. Yes. She was hit by somebody riding a scooter. A scoot like sit down scooter. Yes. Um was the person on the sit down scooter disabled? I would imagine so. Do we know for fact? I had sent an article to both of you prior, but I do not recall. I will pull that up. What else would I want to know? So she sued and got $15,000. $15,000. How long did it take for her to get that money? So it says, an Orange County woman is suing Disney after she says that she was ran over by a motorized scooter last year at Epcot and knocked to the ground. Uh, She filed the lawsuit on Monday and is seeking more than 15000 in damages. Sorry about that. Uh, 59-year-old, uh, I'll leave her name out, uh, annual pass holder said that she was hit from behind and didn't see the electric scooter coming. She needed surgery to put a steel rod into her hip and could require a hip replacement surgery in her future. 
The lawsuit centers around the incident between the two guests. We are committed to providing a safe environment for the cast members and guests, a Disney spokeswoman said in a statement, and we will respond to these allegations as appropriately in court. Uh, The lawsuit alleges that Disney is negligent because there is no designated scooter lanes to separate riders from visitors that are on foot, and the scooter drivers do not get safety instructions. It was a reasonably foreseeable as an individual could be run over by a scooter due to the vast amount of people on foot and the scooters in one congested area, the lawsuit says. The dangerous uh, conditions had existed for a sufficient length of time so that Disney should have known. Uh, In December, a fight over a similar lawsuit ended. A woman who sued Disney after a scooter ran her over at Hollywood Studios gift shop uh, voluntarily dismissed her lawsuit according to all court records. I believe the floor is Andrew's for this one. So, I will say and start with the fact that the woman who was hit by a scooter was nearing 60 years of age. Mm -hmm. She's at Disney World enjoying her time, having a great vacation, and is mercilessly struck by a scooter. By somebody who... Strike this from the record. Inflation. We don't even know. If she was hit with such a force that she was knocked down and required to go through surgery, meaning to hit replacement. And with that being said, I think it is absolutely ridiculous that Disney does not have more safety regulations around the scooters. Having seen scooters in the Disney parks themselves and how chaotic that place is, I think it is ridiculous that they did not um, invest in designated scooter lanes. Um, Additionally, the fact that the person or people renting the scooters or using the scooters are not required to sign off on any rules or safety things, um, I think is something that should be implemented by Disney as one, a safety measure for them to protect their guests, their riders, as they said. Um, and additionally, Disney should use this opportunity to leverage some of the new autonomous technologies and maybe have autonomous scooters that will stop and not hit pedestrians or have special warnings or maybe airbags that if they strike a pedestrian, um, something stops there from being a bad incident. I just think there's a lot that could be done, Uh, especially this is a 60-year-old woman, but imagine it, a small child, Um, maybe a small child who has a disability, and that scooter hit could have been life-threatening. You know, we look at this as a woman who might need a hip replacement, but it, it could have been much worse. And this is a great opportunity for Disney to really look at this and and do something about it. All right, the floor is now open to Brooke. Thank you. I will concede that Disney should designate scooter lanes and wheelchair lanes. I will concede. I I believe that is long overdue and honestly a tad bit surprising that they have not already done so. However, I do not think Disney should be held responsible for the actions of their park guests how are they to know when someone may accidentally 
bump into someone with their motorized vehicle. I believe it is a little bit asinine, potentially a quick money grab for this woman to sue Disney over such an incident. I believe the the party that did the, you know, as my uh, constituent said, um, merciless hit should be held accountable, not Disney. I don't think there is truly any feasible way that Disney could teach people how to use scooters. I believe they could ab- absolutely supply them with some ground rules, some sort of you know best practices. Here's how you use the scooter. This is how we expect you to operate it. But ultimately, people are autonomous creatures. They are going to do as they wish. And sometimes it's as simple as accidents happen. I um, don't remember the rest of what this lady was asking for. <laughs> $15,000. Did she already receive the $15,000? Uh, from the article that I just read, no. And she wants that from Disney? Yes. And damages. What was the damage? Did she break anything? She needed a metal rod placed in her hip and might need full hip replacement surgery. I believe that should be the responsibility of the um, other party that was involved in the accident. I don't think... Disney, I mean, perhaps as a gesture of goodwill could offer her that to try to make good on the situation because clearly nobody wants to go to a Disney park and have such an experience. That's the opposite of what we want. And as Andrew said, it could have happened to a child, which could have been even worse. But again, I don't think Disney can regulate those things. Accidents will happen no matter what, no matter how many safety guards you put up, things will go awry occasionally. People should also just be aware of their surroundings. If something is about to hit you, you should be able to move out of the way. If you are driving a scooter, you should have the cognizant ability to see what is around you and to adjust as needed. Same as driving a car. I yield my time. (laughs) Thank, Thank you. I appreciate that. And I will say that I do agree with you that it is the responsibility of the rider of the scooter to be mindful of what they're doing. And yes, at the end of the day, this was an accident. Hopefully. Hopefully it wasn't some asshole on a scooter who thought it would be funny. Because we've seen that, maybe personally done it. However, I can also say that from the woman's perspective who's paying Disney to go enjoy her time at a park gets hit by somebody on a scooter that was provided by Disney, and Disney is now having this woman have to deal with this on her own with this other party outside of Disney when it all happened at Disney when they're paying customers, I think is shameful on Disney. And that is something where it could have been a quick win and a quick um, kind of, I don't want to say publicity moment, but publicity moment to show like, you know, we're here to make magical experiences. You did not have a magical experience. We're going to take care of this. Anything medical stuff that happens, we got you. You know, here's a free trip for you and your family. Like, it would have been a so easy trip. for them to do. Yeah. I'm about to go get run over at Disney World if that's the Let case. Let me tell you what. How many people would be doing that? I can tell you having metal rods put in you is very annoying. And it is a lifelong of issues. And so this woman is always going to have to think back to that 
fucking scooter. Sounds like she can't let things go. No, and Disney doesn't let her because they just added a fucking new Frozen ride at Epcot, which is probably where she got hit. So not only did she get hit by this scooter by somebody, now she has let it go tied to that fucking memory and can't let it go. So again, Disney needs to do something here. And they need to do it quick. Disney should do something and they should implement scooter lines. I agree. I think at bare minimum. I think they should absolutely do that. I don't think they should be held accountable for the actions of one individual in their park. Correct. But they can take action they to can. ensure that I agree. They, they can take action. Happening. I do think it is rather ridiculous though that this woman is blaming Disney for the incident because while they could have done things to mitigate this, maybe it could have been prevented with a scooter lane. I don't know the exact whereabouts of where this happened or how it happened. That is between them and Jesus. And that's the other but thing. What if it was a faulty even, scooter and the brakes were not working? Please let me finish my thought. Even we, if like the they, nope, suggestion I'm, that nope, it's a faulty no, scooter. I, excuse me, the record, please. Chairman, I would <clears throat> like to finish my thought. I just want to clarify <coughs> that nothing says it's a faulty scooter, so we are striking striking that from the record. Continue. Nothing says it's not a faulty scooter, though. It would absolutely have been reported in the news. <coughs> even with the implementation of scooter lanes. This can still happen. This is not an incident that Disney can absolutely eliminate. This will always be a risk in parks. And as such, Disney should not be held accountable. I think there should be a no liability clause that when these things happen, they can step back from it. Because it is not their user error. It is the user error of a specific individual in the park, and that party should be held accountable. Did the person renting the scooter sign anything on Disney paper to say that they are liable for anything that happens. Uh, it does not say if it was a rented scooter. It could have been their own provided scooter. So Disney's allowing vehicles into their parks without yes, thoroughly checking them? Yes, because they do them. not prevent the disabled from enjoying their parks. No, but they should are check to make sure that the carts should? are working. What if there is a bomb strapped to one? Again, people could have bombs strapped to themselves, hidden in any devices. This is beside the point. We are talking about motorized vehicles for the handicapped. This is really just exposing the much bigger problem that we face here at Disney World. And that is is explosives. The unknown terror of explosives strapped underneath of motor scooters that are brought in outside of Disney parks. I can't even argue that. Have you been to Florida? It's terrifying. I did. Within 10 minutes of being there, there was a shirtless man just running down the highway. It was scary. Now imagine him coming into Disney on his own scooter. I'm automatically thinking explosives. See? That is the bigger concern here is explosives strapped to motorized vehicles in the so Disney park. So you agree that Disney needs to take much bigger measures to remedy the, to remedy the, the explosive huge situation yes. of scooters. In Disney parks. No, not scooters. That are not Scooters with explosives. Not checked. Scooters with explosives. Better thought, Disney, instead of giving them scooters. If Disney lets a scooter get through that has explosives, they should them around be held accountable. In a scooter. Or push them around. How many characters are you going to need? How many people are going to fake injuries to get a character driver? I would break my own damn leg for Flynn Rider to drive me around. Then you get abuse of that privilege and it's just no good you can't do that why would you break your leg you could just fake it it's I'm, not like they I check for want, ids or I would want 
<coughs> exactly. X-rays. You are exposing the loopholes in that system already. We need final statements, please. A final statement, starting with Andrew. As a as a visitor, and a, as a visitor of Disney parks, as a concerned individual for the human race and its overall well-being, and as an individual who's personally has had metal rods placed into their body due to explosives on a scooter due to explosive scooters and negligence of scooter drivers specifically drivers it can cause a lifelong traumatic event and ptsd this woman has now ptsd and is going I to believe need we cannot and i my time is mine <laughs> it's you reclaim your time she you. i reclaim my time she is going to have lifelong problems and is most likely going to need a hip replaced and what if she was a spry individual who had grandkids that she liked to play with and now can't disney it is because of disney parks that that person on the scooter was there they were under disney's roof when it happened It is Disney's responsibility as a global leader of making dreams come true, bringing happiness and joy to people's lives to own this event and do something about it primarily for the care of that woman and to make sure she's okay. And two, to take preventative measures for future incidents that could occur. Brooke, it is, the floor is now open for your... And I'm not going to interrupt you while you talk, so go ahead. <laughs> you just did, because it was my time, and now I reclaim it for me. I believe that outside of the extenuating, extenuating circumstances, Disney is responsible for implementing scooter and motorized vehicle lanes to mitigate such instances such as these. I believe that is long overdue. However, for Disney to be required to pay someone damages that they sustain through a very personal and isolated incident inside their park is ridiculous. That responsibility befalls the other party involved in the matter, the, what you could deem as the guilty party. Right. Oh Lord. Sorry. (laughs) I think that it would be a gesture of, you know, good faith for Disney to pay the damages in this instance. However, that could start a precedent of always paying for these types of incidences. I don't think that every accident that happens in a Disney park is because of motorized vehicles. So I don't think Disney is always accountable. I just think that this is a potential money grab. I think it is exploiting a very successful very lucrative business and company empire if you will in closing i believe there are ste- there are things disney can learn and fix from this from this but i believe it's all very inflated it's all a tad ridiculous the end <laughs> hey 
Hey. So I've I've heard both sides, and while I believe that Brooke made a very strong argument, Andrew spoke of something very near and dear to my heart, which is explosives strapped to scooters. I, I think that is something we can all absolutely get behind. Explosives strapped to scooters is really the biggest danger to Americans. That should be a national emergency. And so long as that is a fear that exists within us, I believe I must award this to Andrew. Uh, Disney is responsible for paying this woman back and also doing everything in their power prevent explosives on scooters explosives from getting in via scooters pedal carts hear me out pedal carts instead of scooters if they are handicapped how are they going to pedal if they are handicapped <laughs> they get the autonomous scooter if they are lazy they autonomous get a pedal cart scooters crash too <sighs> this is true you see so the debates end in a tie so feel free, if you enjoyed this episode, to send us more debate <laughs> topics at Disney. We, no need, a, we need a tiebreaker. At gmail.com. Uh, but I, as uh, the judge, will leave now and let you guys wrap up. Oh, goodness. Bye. <laughs> well, guys, that was our back-to-back episodes of our debates. Like debates. Yeah. Not I mean, first were debates. they really we debate, like, but... I mean, I've never really debated before. I mean, we didn't have podiums, so they weren't no. that official. Maybe we should Thanks, get that next Matt. time. Maybe we should dress in suits. And have podiums. I know of a place we could film that. Perfect. Okay. Um, but y'all, thank you guys for listening. We actually had a lot of fun doing this. Yes, I did. I did too. Um, please contact us. Let us know if like, you have an opinion on any of our debates. If you want to pick a side, you should probably pick mine. Um, or if you have future debates you want us to argue about, you can contact us at disneydopodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email or you can reach out to one of our social media pages maybe our Facebook group Disneydos or you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Podcast. or if you're super old school check us out on our website at disneydopodcast.com otherwise thank you stay safe be on the lookout for scooters with explosives bye bye You start this one. I'm Brooke. It doesn't have the same ring. You started so fast after I said oh, that. You said <laughs> you gave me a direction. I was like you start that. I'm Brooke. <laughs> All right. Disney episode, or sorry, Disneyo podcast episode seven hundred and forty-six thousand and two, starting. listening to the Geekscape Network.